This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. The choice of a lawyer is important and shouldn't be based on an ad. If you're seriously hurt in an accident, you'll want all the money you deserve. That's called justice. But there wouldn't be lawyers if justice was easy. No, justice is not easy. It's fought for and it's won. At Brown and Crouppen, we fight for justice every day. If you want some, call 222-2222. Because at Brown and Crouppen, justice is our business. Rise and shine, St. Louis. It's the Brown and Crouppen Morning After on KPN-TFM HD2, Collinsville, St. Louis. At the Morning After STL on YouTube and on TMASTL.com with Tim McKernan, Doug Vaughn, Iggy Strode, The Plowboy, and Action Jackson. 707 in St. Louis, you are listening to The Morning After, which is presented to you by Brown and Crouppen. We are in the Michelob Ultra Studios. Welcome, friends, to the Munganess, St. Louis Acura. Mugganass, Burkhardt, Alton, Toyota, 7 o'clock hour. Timothy Michael McKernan, Douglas Sullivan, Vaughn, Kenneth Iggy Strode, the Plowhawk, and Action Jackson with you on a program, Doug, that is ready for the people to do great things. Really? That means we have nothing again? Jackson, what do we have lined up today? Boy, what a show it's going to be today, oh, fellas. What? A rocket oh. launch Thursday. <laughs> I've, I've actually just started my questions for Bloom Party, and I, I have nothing, so I said, Little oh, Pills, oh. how do you do? That's what it's called, the Little Pills, Gosh. how do you do? <laughs> yep, yep. That's a nice spin on We Ain't Got Nothing. I was thinking this morning we should call this 105.7 The Pint. The Pint? I mean, like a smaller version of The Point. Well, Viva like La Strode! <laughs> <laughs> we gone, baby. We're just a pint-sized version <laughs> of a real station. 7 the pint. Hmm. That stings. It does a little bit. Yeah, it hurts. It hurts, especially for all the years in broadcasting we've, we've all accumulated. I think that hurts worse, what you mm-hmm. just said, and yeah. then the look back. No, we really haven't gotten very far. <laughs> We're on HG2. What are you talking about? How about your sleep, Doug? Uh, it was good. Yeah, they attached about uh, 50 electrodes to my head. And as they're doing it, I said, hey, don't touch the hair transplant region. She said, oh, okay, I won't. You know who you're talking to? This is Governor <laughs> McTufton. Governor McTufton. Uh, Brian Henschen says zero out of ten on that mini hijacking. <laughs> Sorry, pint jacking. That bit sucked. That's from Brian Henschen. Very critical bit. early on in that EDF group text inbox. I didn't mind it. Oh, look at that. <laughs> look at this. Look at that. We just right. play that a hundred times. We're, we're coming, I'm telling mm-hmm. you. I'm telling you, it sounds like the Weezer guy. I'm popping up the daisies. That is, that is true. The mm. Ween it does have that. Or Ween, I'm sorry. I like Weezer. Yeah. Doug, it's cold. Let's snuggle and play Taint Tickle? Oh, it is cold. It's like in the 20s. But for some reason, it's not bothering me like it usually does. I don't know if it's... It's because the weather has been so darn nice over the last three months, it's just kind of hard to complain about... A couple of cold mornings here and there. Oh, next so next week and the next for the next seven days in the fifties. Yeah, it's been incredible. I love the new skeleton. Another compliment for the new skeleton, Plowhawk. They keep oh, coming in. Oh, there's got to be a butt. 
And this is not a complaint. Okay. But mm, here we go. Who in their right mind puts your you geniuses space talk into a best of rotation? We talk about space. space. A lot of us are nautical. I love how he's bashing intelligence why he can't even like compile a complete sentence without my mm. effing head hurts and it's not even seven AM. That's from Mr. Big Cream, critical well, of the space talk. It's gonna hurt a lot. I think we should probably launch into more space conversations. I've heard nothing but great things about the skeleton, so. Would you want to go into space if given a chance? Doug, don't get me started. There's no way in hell. It's terrifying. And it's boring. Iggy the Idea Man strikes again. Tommy Mattern told me if you don't want his chair, that's a problem. That's from KG and O-Town. I think Tommy's safe. Tommy doesn't know who you are. (laughs) Oh, I think he does. Well, he had that hat on at the TMA awards. He probably thought it was moon. I don't know. He's been complimentary of his social media skills. That is true. Great. If there's an area of our business that concerns me, it's the way we develop future program directors. We're going to be put to the test with the balloon party rankings here coming up, Jackson. Because that comes up, Doug, as you know, because you always circle it, the week Mm -hmm. between Super Bowl or what is it, the AFC, NFC, whatever the Super Bowl week is, where guys go around and promote stuff. Right. Do you think Balloon Party will be in the top 20 on midday shows. No. You don't? No. Not based on merit or anything, just I don't think we'll be in there. Is that Barrett's ratings? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. What other ratings? Well, they're not his <laughs> ratings. They're the ratings of 50 oh, executives right. in the business. That's right. I apologize. Now that right. now that Doug He's has... just a messenger. Well, you get ratings, don't you? We have the highest rated show on the station. And so... Balloon Party? What's that? Balloon Party? Yeah. Really? really? Uh, yeah. Congratulations. Well, thanks. Thank you. I appreciate it. I know. I think, I think <laughs> that's exactly time. how I feel. It's like, you know, if you want to measure weans, oh. I pull out revenue. Well, I mean, it's now, like, usually revenue and ratings are tied together, but in our world, we've never been on a station that tracks ratings, so this whole thing is new to me. So when Tommy sent them out the first time, like, a, I don't know, almost two years ago now, I'm like, I don't know how to read these, but I bet they think I'm being flippant because I've never had to read them. Never. I've never read them. We don't get them. We, at KFNS, when the guys from Atlanta bought it, they did track ratings, and they gave us ratings bonuses, but we didn't see them. And so when they fired producer Joe and Martin quit, and the Cardinals won the World Series, and that all happened in a matter of 30 to 60 days, they actually gave us, we got a ratings bonus of a nice amount of money, too, for being like third in the market, men 25 to 54. And I was laughing, and we all were laughing, because it's like you've blown up the show, and yet you still have to pay us this bonus. Well played, boys. Uh, But that was, you know, the beginning of a number of financial missteps. So in this case, if that is how these, quote-unquote, rankings come out, Mm -hmm. that you say, Doug, he's just the messenger. Seems like it, yeah. With having that mark, will, will it then translate to being in the, the top 20 of the midday shows. Well, for this show, our philosophy... Place your bets now. Iggy, what do you think? Um, no, because... Well, maybe, because you're 101, and Barrett's a consultant. You're on 101 now. I don't think he has anything against you. Dislikes me. Um, I don't think he has anything against you, and it is a sports show. So I would think, I think you're going to be in the top 20. This is the Producers Podcast with Brady Farkas. You think oh. this dude is going to put... No. I'm not going to listen to Farkas. Yeah, I think... And I love... Well, you're shorting it. 
I love Balloon Party. I listen to it a lot when I'm pooping in the uh, the main uh, bathroom. <laughs> they tend to play Balloon they Party. Do. They do. Pl- they either play The Point or 101 ESPN. It's not a Balloon Party thing in the in the restroom. Yeah. So the I, main I, restroom, not the one that we have adjacent mm-hmm. to us. I think content-wise, advertising-wise, you got listeners, whether they be riled up or not, interacting with the show hosts. Um, but I don't know Barrett well. Maybe the disclaimer would be it has to be a minimum of a two- or three-hour show. Well, he could have put that clause in just to avoid putting you in there. <laughs> I was about well, to say. Uh, if, if like, he's going to now, find every way to get you out. He just seems very petty know, to me. I don't know. I don't know. My, my relationship with him isn't like what I, he used to work with me before he was a consultant on 101 because I was looking for a general manager. God, I don't know how long ago. When I guess we were at 920, and he was working with me on that, sent a guy in who used to be in D.C., um, I don't know if you remember meeting him, Doug. Uh, good guy. I mean, he ran. The, it was the station that carried uh, what is now known as the Commanders. And uh, and then uh, introduced me to Seymour. He, oh, br- really? he brought us the Sea Monster. Oh, I love Sea Monster. But then two things happened. I believe he started working in a consultant role for 101, so then he couldn't do that. And I totally understand. He wanted to build that business. Totally understand that. Respect the entrepreneurial hustle. This didn't have to be Jeremiah Crow, did it? No, never met me Jeremiah. Oh. Jeremiah Crow. We're just not big he enough. He's, he's, a, he's a New York, Chicago, L.A. guy. I would think, yeah. Uh, he doesn't get off his and then And then the rankings. And the only issue with the rankings is just, in general, it strikes me as being difficult for... You know, we see how busy, say, John Kiowski or Tommy Madden or Keith Krause are, our respective market manager, operations, and director of sales. And to think that they would have the opportunity slash desire to sit and listen to what would be the equivalent of hundreds of shows Mm -hmm. and then send in a ranking, most likely for no compensation. And even if there was compensation, the compensation would have to be pretty high. That was the part that I questioned. And they might vote for a show from another market or a competing show, even if they're going to be completely honest. And so that Sparky Pfeiffer. led to <laughs> us observing that or me observing that on the program, which then, if I'm not mistaken, uh, a number of our listeners tweeted at him about it and oh, then he blocked. That was it. I think anybody who followed me on Twitter, I think that's how it all went down. Yeah, blocked everybody. But but anytime I see him here in the hallway, I always say hello, you know. I don't. (laughs) Mm. Be sure to check out the piece this week written by Monique Medina. Monique works in Los Angeles for iHeart and shared some great insight on why sports radio brands should be utilizing gifts okay. to enhance their social media presentation. heaven's sakes. And that's why I use the <laughs> wife of the LSU coach at the White House dancing with mm-hmm. the LSU secondary. She was a hot number. Yes. And essentially that's my Twitter presence. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's going to depend on what he considers midday. Because you're only on from 10 to 11. Does he consider... I think that's got to be midday. To it's certainly not morning drive, obviously not afternoon drive. But then what's, what do you consider the show after you, 11 to 1? What is midday. That? All right, so there's two midday shows. I would agree. So what does he do? I don't know. Pick them both? I, 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 don't, I, I, I don't know. I don't it's know. all made up anyway. Whoa! It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, but people get excited when those rainies come out and they see their name in there. They have a big party. Oh, well. They go on the air and brag that they're made we're 14 we made it the philosophy on this particular show is ratings schmatings that's correct oh we're rating giants i remember it's not even tracked 
No, I remember 590 that... Uh, well, the fan page. I won't, I won't mention the name of the guy who did it, but whenever the rankings, came, whenever the ratings came out in the Caesars column, you know, I see all the barter shows on 1380, 0.00.0. <laughs> and uh, this guy would print them out and then put them all over the station. I really have no idea who or what you're talking about right now. Usually I kind of know when you're going coded, but yeah. I don't know on this one. Yeah, he, uh, was this recent or was this like when no, I was in school? We were in 590. I was there too? Yeah. Your show was there. And we did a zero rating? No, the people on 1380 were barting their time like the big Z and guys like that. Well, who cares? Like, why would they I, But care? he did because he didn't like some of the people doing a part of the show, so he'd make sure he put the... Because they all thought they were big wig radio people. So he'd make sure he put the zero ratings out there for everybody to see. Well, that's nice. <laughs> uh, Brian Henson has an observation, Doug. Is this on the Colts and their win against the Steelers? Could, could be. Arthur Minshew well, may be playing his way into a fat contract. Uh, no, he says he won't include y'all because he knows it'll get the people talking. That's from Brian Henson. Yeah, like that's Interesting. I don't see him doing it. Would he want people talking about it? No. Well, that's what, that's what he's saying. It'll get the people talking. I don't know. I guess it was to it was a brief it was a brief aside. I suppose if you were in his business, that's what you would do to try to get talked up and try to get people to and talk it, and, about. And your to business. his credit, it has worked mm -hmm. because yeah. you've heard like the drop of Jim Rome saying, you know, when Jason Barrett calls you, you that's in his you open. Take the call. Mm -hmm. that, that's that's it. yeah, right. <laughs> so he has created this thing where these rankings, and then it's smart. It's like the uh, Spotify raps. You guys mm -hmm. know what I'm talking about? Yeah, the Anybody? wrap up of the okay. year. Yes. Very genius. So then shows that don't necessarily have a lot of traction, you know, all, but you still can have 10 or 20 people who are really into it, will say, hey, you know, send us your Spotify rap showing our show is your most listened to, and then they'll get those out on social mm -hmm. media. Now, again, the real metric for a show's success is this, and it's, and Doug, I'll put a period at the end of it. Maybe you like this. Watch okay, this. Yes. Full stop. Do you like oh, that? You like I don't know. I don't, I, um, I don't like, um, full stop, period. Um, your ratings are great, but your return on investment for your clients is the only thing that matters. Watch this. Full stop. Well, no, I didn't like it. That's it. That's well, all. Meryl Streep, Devil Wears Prada, Adrian Grenier, yes. Best Supporting Actor. People in the oh, entertainment well. business enjoy all of the awards that come their way. They don't. They don't fight the fact that there's Oscars and Emmys and Grammys and Tonys and Golden Globes. It's a chance to do cocaine in a group. Chance to do that, pat themselves on the back, and act like they've they've won some huge award handed down by the Lord Himself and Yahweh. Yeah, works for everybody, I guess. And it's similar in radio again. Just a little point I made. I didn't mean to stop the wow, conversation. Doug, you're Cold, sick full stop. making points. Okay. Full stop. I'm just going to start saying full stop. Don't you like that? Or, and that's all I got to say. Ooh, what about that? Now, yeah. who said that? Is that Edward G. I, Robinson? I, I hear that a lot. Yeah. And, and that's, that's all, all I got And that's all I got to say. And then they'll go on and say more. Uh, guys, Dick and Balls in Albuquerque is my outside shot for top 10 small market midday show of the year. That's from Sex. And, of course, Sex won the Rookie of the Year. Yes, he did. At the year-end awards. He's a youngster. If he can stay healthy, he should have a long career. I keep an eye on Sex. Mm -hmm. Does pockets mean brokering, not bartering? That's from Randy Character. He's down the hallway doing a program right now at Morning Drive. Broker and barter, same thing. Okay, there you go, Randy Character. Yeah, it's pretty similar, isn't it? Yeah, you broker your show or you barter your show. Yeah. Shows bartered, you trade spots for goods. 
Spots for Goods. <laughs> we should what? change the name of this program to Spots for Goods. <laughs> the Goods Store. Mm-hmm. Uh, Snagglepuss has a serious question, Doug. Okay. Serious question. What format do we listen to for you to get bigger ratings? That's from Snagglepuss. It doesn't. It, mm. It's a great question. That's one of the things I think even people in the industry don't know how they're tracked. Isn't streaming the one way you can really get hard numbers? 100%. So, I can tell you, as an advertiser, as somebody who just spent uh, a bunch of money in a variety of different markets and picked shows on which to advertise, um, what did I look at and what did the people involved with Sound Story, uh, what did we look at? We looked at podcast downloads. And because to me, that conveys active interest in listening to a show. Mm. And outside of, uh, as far as our return so far, uh, to date, outside of TMA and 101, uh, um, the shows that have had the biggest success for Sound Story have been two podcasts in Minneapolis, Garage Logic and Purple Daily. Purple mm. Daily is a Vikings podcast, and Garage Logic is Purple the show. Derby? Purple Derby? Purple Derby is the podcast that I like, but this one's called Purple Daily. <laughs> And it's a Vikings podcast, and then uh, Garage Logic, which is a show that has a huge following in Minneapolis. And I've been told they kind of compare it to TMA um, with its following. It gets it gets numbers that are um, download wise uh, huge. So that's 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 the direction that we went. Do you know how to take off on Hoffman Purple Dilly? I don't know if they've know listened to Brian Hoffman in yeah. Minneapolis. If they haven't, they, they should. We do. Yeah, Big he's purple dillies. Uh, come on, there Hoffman. you go. Pass that along to the boys at Garage Logic and see if they want Brian on. Do you know how our podcast numbers stack up against some of the other radio stations? Around I absolutely the do. I uh, could give you specific to the last download. How do we as do? As a matter of fact, uh, here you want to see it. I don't know if it's for the uh, here. This is a, this is an all of Hubbard. Look, you can compare you it to Pepper and Genie and see who wins. Pepper and Genie doesn't show up yet. See what I mean? Look at that. That's in the that's in the country. Yes, that's in all of the markets. And and it looks like. Uh, uh, don't say the numbers because I don't know if they're supposed to be public. Right. That's the reason why. No, but I Purple have. Purple Derby that. does really well. It uh, does. Well, that's why I bought it. Yeah. So you can, you know, that, that that's that's my perception. Yeah, well, that would make sense because you actually have have to do a little bit right. of work to get the show, meaning you really like as the show. As opposed to like a passive it. listening. Mm-hmm. As and opposed so the to the guy on the radio changed. just clicking around and, oh, here's a song there I like, I'll hang on this station that's, a while. That's exactly right. Yeah. yeah. So that was, that was our thought process, and I'm glad that was the thought process because it, it, has, it has worked. Purple. Well, let's say I create a game okay. where you get to pick five players tonight in the major leagues. Can't we be We've said had that, that two for years ago? Years. I cannot. We be said that two years ago. I still can't get over the fact that this is had, whoever came up with fantasy sports. So it was a brilliant idea. You do know Absolutely that there's brilliant. that thirty thirty of the guys who for, had the first like fantasy baseball league, no. where they tracked all the stat, like just the stats mm-hmm. from the paper, and did all hand stats and ag commissioner and didn't make much money off it. They had the guys back, you know, in that documentary talk about it at their older age and. It's a cool little fun hit yeah. piece. Yeah, I yeah. like it. I think you'd like it too, Doug. Boy, it's an idea that really it really hit. Unbelievable. It's amazing how quick that they update those. Like uh, Sunday had a DraftKings team. <clears throat> and I was doing well. I had Christian McCaffrey. I had Purdy. I had Cooks from Buffalo. But 
they score a touchdown and the points are on there like in four seconds. Uh, no, oh, it's not even it's that. Amazing. Like it's instantaneously, it's crazy. The the feed that we get on television is what do you think time wise, but behind the live action, just a few seconds. But it is. But there is. Yeah, there it's is a little bit time. Yeah, not much. And the time they get in live betting. So it's been explained to me, and then I'm sure somebody will say, well, my book doesn't do that. Like, for example, if you wanted to use Bovada as an example, they have the actual live feed. So when you see the numbers change a little bit before, like on a live bet, that's because they have the live feed. Mm-hmm. And obviously it's done via algorithm. It's not like a right. guy calculating it. The video feed has got to go from the site up to the satellite, back down to Earth to the network, and then distribute it out to Yeah, when it comes TVs. to golf, <clears throat> they will have a guy make a birdie on DraftKings before the PGA Tour leaderboard even has it. Yeah. So I don't know how they get it out of, out from the course before the PGA. Like, they got people that follow every hole, and that's how they get those shot trackers, and people will tell you. There's no T in McCaffrey, and his name is Cook, not Cooks. Oh. Get the old man out yeah. of there. Hey, come that's on. That's rookie of the year, and his name is Sex. It was an innocent little comment. Well, Cap- you knew what I was talking about because you corrected me, so... Does that bother you? And we've explained before, you and I are both of the age. If we just get close, <laughs> that counts. Yeah. The Cooks thing threw me off this time. I was thinking of Brandon. Of the Cowboys. Correct. <laughs> oh, no, I never play him because I play And him. the fee is $10 to get him. <laughs> People will buy that. Yes, They'll play it like they crazy. They have and they do. <laughs> I and I knew the Cowboys weren't putting up a lot of points, mm-hmm. so it was surprising me that Brandon was having a big day. Meanwhile... I knew that uh, Dalvin's brother, James, Doug, mm-hmm. he was having a nice day against the Cowboys' run defense. All right. Gosh, I miss having a team here. I really do. I used Me to too, love Doug. Sundays so much. Yeah, sucks. Every Rams game, even as when they were horrible, I still couldn't wait. Sat there and watched every minute of it. Yep. So many wasted Sundays in that and you know, weak-ass dome. Uh-huh. And we're, we're never going to have a team again. No. Like, oh, well, that would get for one more RC Cola. We sued an NFL owner. Like, I... I we kind of drag them, and well-deserved, by the way, on both accounts. But, yeah, you're never going to see an NFL if, if they don't pick it up in Carolina, they may be looking for a new home. You see what happened to them last weekend? They tried to sell tickets for 45 cents online. 45 and cents? And yeah. couldn't get them. Couldn't get it. The stadium is still empty. But have you seen it? Every, every owner is doing That's the same. number one pick at quarterback, too, a Heisman Trophy yeah. winner. Meanwhile, yeah. C.J. Stroud goes off in Houston. But like the owners holding cities like hostage are going to happen all the time. So you're going to—it doesn't really matter about the win-loss record. I, I think it really matters about how much public money you're going to have in that right. three billion dollar stadium. stadium. And I think that's going to happen anywhere, regardless of the size of the mm. team. That is the the theory as to going back to the Rammies thing. Why Jerry Richardson, who has since been removed, uh, and he passed away, didn't he? Didn't he pass away? I, I think. I know so. he was removed as the owner. Um, Jackson, could you look that up just for the purpose of uh, being correct? I thought he passed away. He uh, died, yeah, this year, March 1st. But I thought mm-hmm. that Jerry Richardson and Bob McNair of the Texans, um, who I do know passed away also, but I, McNair for sure was on the stage that day in Houston when the vote took place to send the Rammies and Chargers to Inglewood. Uh, the thought process was, because I recall talking with Kevin Demoff about this, he goes, St. Louis has two big advocates in Jerry Richardson and Bob McNair. One theory was because they were just longtime friends of Dean Spanos and felt like Spanos should not be stuck in San Diego. 
when he's actually been trying for a couple decades to get a new stadium built there. And then the other thought process was with Richardson in particular, because where the Texans play isn't as old as where the Panthers play, is that Richardson didn't want to blow up the bargaining chip of, you know, if you do say you're going to put money in as a city, uh, that you could still lose your franchise. You see what I'm saying? So he knew he was going to be going to the mat to get money from, I guess it was North Carolina or Charlotte or both, and he didn't want to lose that leverage where cities and states would say, well, St. Louis and Missouri said they would put in $400 million, and they still lost their team. Right. So, uh, And then theoretically you could have had that with Nashville, and they're building a new stadium, are they not? I believe they're in the I process of it. I mean, oh, that yeah, stadium that they've they've been in since the late 90s. I don't know. What, what is that called now? I've driven past it. Nissan Stadium. Is it Nissan? I was about to say, there's big Nissan signs everywhere. Yeah, I don't know if it's Nissan, Nissan, Stadium. Nissan Stadium. So I think they're going to be. I mean, they but are. Nashville's on this sick trajectory oh, yeah. where St. Louis They're going to get baseball, too, here someday soon. Yes. It'll, it'll be the next city that, that gets major league like baseballs. I would agree with you on that. Yeah, I mean, think about the, the cities here in the last, hell, man, really, last 20 years that are getting all these franchises. And if you would have said in the 1990s they'd be getting all these franchises, you'd go, no way. Right. It's Nashville and Las mm-hmm. Vegas. Yeah. Austin, Texas might join them soon. That's a, another town that's just blowing up. I Yeah. I, I heard it was super expensive, but I think it's actually leveled out into be. Coming now to be actually legit Austin. place to live, yeah. Yeah. Well, Nashville, not so much. Nashville so pricing everyone out. Tervis Parrish says the Bears have the Panthers pick. Oh, yeah, the Panthers are screwed for years. <laughs> yeah. Bryce Young has to work out. I don't know what that means. I think he was saying, you were referencing that the Panthers are selling tickets for 45 cents when they have the number one pick, Bryce Young. And I think right. the texter was thinking that they have the number one pick next year. Oh, I don't know about next year. I have no clue. I was talking about how they... Right. I, I don't think Price the Panthers Young. were selling the tickets. The secondary market had some for right, 45 right, right. cents, and people still weren't buying them. There was driving rain at the game. On yeah, the- that, that, that whole thing about the Panthers in that game, that, that, that's a big part of the, the conversation, that they had a ridiculous storm going through there as well. But still, even without the storm, that's a mess. I mean, how often do you see a coach fired, what, 10 games into the season? Yeah. Uh, your thoughts are welcome. Uh, 314-881-TMA5. We're going to really break down this Panthers situation here. Today, I want to do at sure. least an hour on it. Yeah. What's uh, what's gone right? What's gone wrong? And uh, Jake DeLome and Steve Smith are going to join us. And then we'll have Jason Seahorn give his perspective uh, as we celebrate the 20th anniversary of Jason Seahorn's coverage on Steve Smith, oh, okay. which ended the last NFL playoff game ever played in St. Louis. We thought we'd go on a walk down memory lane with Jake DeLome and Steve Smith, and then Jason Seahorn will join us. And Angie Hartman's going to be on, too, so that's going to be fun. She that's never made it to St. Louis while he was I here, actually saw her at Rams Park. Really? I did. I saw her picking up either him or she. I really did. Yeah. Huh. Didn't, she, didn't come across as interested in me? I know. I know. She probably didn't see you. That's right. <laughs> so she, was, she was way up there, and I yeah. was. Or Orlando Pace was blocking her view, maybe. Yeah, he always wanted my blind side. Mm-hmm. Uh, what show was she on, Doug? Is it like a CSI? It was one of those, I think, yeah. She was she was a big uh, A-lister there for a while. She was a dish. Yeah. yeah. She was a dish. You like that? Mm-hmm. I, it's kind of old school. I like it. Uh, EDF is uh, the sponsor of the text inbox. 
And uh, that is uh, where people are very active this morning. The EDF Group, uh, sponsor of the text inbox here on TMA. Do you want to support the sponsors, especially the sponsor of our text inbox? Well, here is all you need to do. Email the EDF Group at fire at the edfgroup.com so a technician can come out and explain to your team how the EDF Group can save your company money. Again, that email address is fire at the edfgroup.com. The EDF Group is hot and will prevent your facility from having hot fires. Experience the EDF Group difference. Learn more at the edfgroup.com. Jackson, tell the people about Mark Hanna. Love working with Mark Hanna. He's a great guy, and he's an even better financial advisor, which is crazy because he's such a good guy. That's the thing. It's like you have a conversation. I was talking with him at the year-end awards. He presented the Jay Jr. Good Guy Award. He's a wonderful guy himself. And just you, you talk to him, and you realize this guy, he knows what's going on. He's got, a, he's got his finger on the pulse, and uh, you have a conversation with him. And if you start your conversation off in the new year, it's a great start to the new year. Getting your finances in order for the future is a great way to start 2024. And you can do that by getting in touch with Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies. And if you ever have to change up your plan down the road, you know you can get on the phone with him. He's always in your corner. That's why I love working with Mark Hanna, and that's why you love working with Mark Hanna. His uh, number is 314-889-0503, or just go online at evergreenstl.com. James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency. 349 five-star reviews. Dorothy Nelson on Google, Doug. You call her Dot, Dot Nelson? Dot Nelson. I had a yeah. feeling you Dot Nelly. This, <laughs> this is the best insurance agency I've ever known. Everyone in the office is friendly. When you enter the office, you are greeted with a friendly smile and are offered refreshments. This agent slash agency takes a personal interest in me. My agent explains to me what I am paying for and what benefits I am receiving. This agent doesn't pressure me into adding on additional coverages, but instead allows me to make informed decisions. I get excellent rates and I'm very happy with this agent. I highly recommend this agent. That's from Dot. Nelson, James Not Carlton, three one four nine six one forty eight hundred. Go online at carltoninsurance.net. If your insurance costs a leg and an arm, call James Carlton, State Farm. Doug, tell me about your hair because somehow it's thicker today than it was yesterday. What is going on? Well, that's the way it's going to be. I was told when I went in there last week that it's going to continue to get thicker and thicker until for almost another year. Yeah, for another like, year? Yeah. You got a little pompadour going there. I, I don't know if that I have much more room for any more tufts. But tufts I have, thanks to St. Louis Hair Restoration, I went in there thinning up front, and now look at me. Tufts of plenty, they call me. Or it's also Wispy McTufterson is the name that a lot of people have given me because I had that FUE procedure at St. Louis Hair Restoration. If your hair is bothering you, as it does for a lot of people, especially if you're younger and you you got hair problems, you don't want to deal with that for your whole life, do something about it. It'll take you one day to do something about it, and then you'll have hair for the rest of your life with the FUE procedure. For me, they, they shave the side and the back of the head, and then they take the hair grafts out of there, and then they put it where you're thin. The whole process for me took, oh, four or five hours, but it's very simple. There was no pain involved. They numb you up real nice-like. You sit there and you watch TV. They bring you lunch at some point. While they're working on your head, you don't feel it. You know, then you, you recover for a, a day, two days maybe. You wear a hat for a couple weeks, and that's it. And then you're good to go. And then you might come out looking like me if you're lucky at all. Yeah, there's no way you can do that. That would require plastic surgery. Yeah. You have to go to Nyack. I would think so. Jackson's trying himself, and, and maybe he'll have results ah. as good as mine. Yeah, feeling great. Thinking about getting a haircut. 
but I really like the one. Oh, that was a flex. That was that was really a really humble long. brag. Yeah. I don't like it. I didn't like it at all. Yeah. Well, you know, this kind of this live is kind of a, a brag because you know I'm feeling good about the hair, and I like the long hair. But you know, a year ago, I would this wouldn't have been. I just would have had to cut my hair because the longer it got, yeah. the more obvious the uh, the crown situation would have gotten. You really notice a big difference with that that laser cap. But yeah, recently, man, I feel like I can keep going with the long hair, and that's all thanks to St. Louis Hair Restoration. If you look in the mirror and say, man, either the the hairlines are seeing a little bit, or the crown's getting thin, or I'm just not liking what I'm seeing up top. Get a consultation with St. Louis Hair Restoration. It might not be an FUE procedure like Doug, but for me, Finasteride, laser cap every night has really done some awesome results. So go check them out, St. Louis Hair Restoration. Doug, you were telling me that you were in there, I guess, recently, and there, 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 there are rumblings about possibly trying to work on my hashtag yeah. situation. They were interested in, in, in sending their marketing person in to, to take a look at you. God, it put me to the test. Would I want to go down that road? I mean, you already knew what you had. Jackson knows what he has. He's yeah. he's obviously, or he was, trending toward my direction. But I haven't had hair since, like, 2006. Well, I mean, I have it, but I haven't. You've got more I than what, what you would think because right. you shave it. Right, right, right. I think you'd be a, a, great, think a so? great candidate for it. Yeah. Imagine just coming out with, like, an afro. It comes out so thick and lush. and like I did have thick hair back in the day. Yeah. But well, I, you'd get it back. I don't know. Like, I think of going... Brian Urlacher and I have been compared often. For your athletic skills, for sure. Toughness. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I played uh, middle linebacker at Francis Park uh, in the early 1990s. Yeah. Flag. Still. Yeah. And he went from having... This with a symmetrical skull, shaved head, and then he got the procedure. But he kind of just looks like he looks like Kevin James now. Kind of, yeah. yeah. Like he didn't get like your your result is better than Brian Urlacher's, even though his picture was all over these billboards all over Chicago for like a Chicago. Well, I may have had more to start with. Yeah, that might be. So that's what I'm saying. So then, if I get it, is my like hairline going to start? Although my hairline's fine, my hairline's right here. I'm just thin here. And I just didn't want to go through... That'd be the easiest thing for them to fix. God. And when you say here, you're pointing to the right, back and the, the yes. top of your head. That's right, right That's here. the easiest thing to fix. But then I don't know what the hell's going to come out. I haven't seen it. In... Well, you've seen the before and after pictures. It's I've seen your. I don't know what's coming out of my skull. Well, the, 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 brilliant the, hair thoughts. That, the hair that you would have on the side and the back, that's what's going to come out on the top. God, I don't well, know. you'd have to start growing it because they have to take care of it. Yeah, do you have to? Do you no, have to, they shave it when they when they transplant. Oh, is that right? So yeah. you got a shaved head for a few minutes. Yeah, the side and the back was completely shaved. Is that right? Yeah, well, that's, that's why they, you wear a hat there for a while. But they took your hair. That's why they shaved it because they needed that hair to transplant, right? What you're yes. thinking of is the, the Tim old... doesn't have any no, hair. No, 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 I, know, I get what you're saying. Because when I was going, I was going to get the procedure in 2007... But different procedure than what you did, I believe. Mm-hmm. And that procedure was, that's why you see with some people, if you if you look at certain people, like LeBron, I believe. Am I right on this, Jackson? Yeah. And Jeremy Piven, who was going to be on the program, they had what looks like a smiley face scar on the back. That's a different procedure. That's exactly that's the right. That's That's exactly right. But yeah. you, So you needed then, Iggy, to grow your hair out. Because I know what you're saying. Because then they would take the little hairs and then put each one in. Yeah. And yeah. then they, then, but they take out the flesh. Yeah. They still do that. They can do more hair that way. It was explained to me they can do 3,000 to 3,500 individual 
uh, graphs, right? Graphs the term? with the so FUT. You, well, how many graphs do you get, Brad? I had like 2,500 with the FUE. So I have no idea what I would need. I got the FUE because it was a little less invasive. But even with the scar in the back, what where they can transplant more hair, you don't see the scar because the, the back of the hair right. covers the scar. A lot of people have that, but right. you never know. You right. never see it. Right, right. But point being, once you do it, the days of shaving one's head are over because you would have the scar. See what I'm saying? Yeah, you'd have a little scar. Back. So I don't know what this is going to look like. I haven't seen it in so long. Well, it would look it would look great. I don't know. I mean, it could. I don't know. Well, what, I, I, what are you worried about? What do you mean you don't know how it would look? It would because, look like you did when you were 25 oh, years old. Uh, I don't know. That was that was thick and lush. Well, but, I've got the hairline that I had when I was 20 years old now. But you have that hairstyle. It's the same hairstyle you've just added to it. Like yeah. Brian Urlacher now looks like Kevin James. Essentially, my fear is Brian Urlacher. Well, you wouldn't get a hair transplant if you wanted to shave your head. That'd be kind I of. I don't want to shave my head. I'm saying, but his hair. Anybody know what I'm talking about on the Brian Urlacher thing? Oh, it's weird. You just yeah. don't want to look like I a mean, completely different human. That was. That's I'm weird. just. I'm kind of like. I'm, I really have no reason to do this anyway. I'm not like looking for ass. You know. <laughs> yeah, well, I felt well, I'm not the saying same you way. were. I'm not saying you were. To be clear. Yeah. So you see what I'm saying here, Iggy? Like now he just looks like, like, like an accountant. He's painted on. Is it possible he looks different because he's no longer a 260 pound linebacker? Yeah, now he's like a 190 pound regular guy. Yeah, he, he doesn't look as mean and menacing as he does. Right, and I'm mean and menacing. Well, yeah. well you well, can you try can that. Well, you longer. And if you don't like it, then you just shave your head again. But what I'm saying is once they take the thing out, you got a scar. But you don't have that, though, because you got the FUE. Yeah, there's no scar with the FUE. You don't get as many skin grafts done. But, you know, in my case, that was plenty. Mm, something to consider. I mean, they're I awfully know, good at St. Louis Hair Restoration. Awfully good. So I was talking about it after we talked about we talked about it at the year-end awards, and I said to my wife, Doug was saying that I might be able to do this uh, the procedure that he did, and I guess Jackson, you didn't do a procedure though. No, no, mine's very. I'm trying to find the uh, the picture of me and you and Savard. That's like a picture from Camo V. Yeah. Uh, which would be the last time my hair was... Almost too much beefcake for one picture. Yeah, a lot of hot guys uh -huh. right there. Oh, here yeah. it is. Yeah. And I don't know if I could get back to that hairline, Iggy. You see what I'm saying right there? I don't know. Yeah, well, see, because Urlacher isn't that like that. Oh, like, yeah, absolutely. You think so? Wow, yeah, really? Absolutely. Well, they'll tell you. Right. They'll be honest with you. They'll say, well, we can probably get... Look, you have more hair now than you did there, and that was probably like 2004 or five. Uh, yeah. You do. You really so. do. Yeah. Like, by a lot. Uh -huh. Holy crap. Yeah. Well, you certainly would. My you wife's like, is that really important to you? And I go, no, it's not. I don't really care, honestly. Yeah, that's the honest answer. But, you know, I suppose if it's there, you know, then why not? Honestly, what bothers me is having to shave my effing head every morning and the, yeah. little, the little shrubs that are everywhere. It's such yeah. a pain in the ass. Well, you wouldn't have to do that anymore. I'm telling you. Can I you haven't gotten a haircut in 20 years. What's Can you use nair on that? I just use clippers. Same thing I trim my beard with. I mean, it's, but it still, it takes like oh, five to good. ten minutes, and you're up at 5.15. You don't want yeah, to be messing with it. The girls use for their legs, you just put that on your head. If oh, Tim had his know. hair back, holy cow, smoke show, wow. Doug, oh, that's some Eric in the Central West End, yeah. and you played Native American ball with but his Indian father. Ball with his Mine's so lush, I need to get a haircut today. Maybe I could borrow the Plowhawk's hair and just get that. Some? Yeah. yeah You'd a, think there a was deal. a way to, to cut hair off one person and glue it onto someone else. It's Permanent not even glue. glue. You almost have to... God, can you imagine how tedious that would be to take each grand of hair and put it in a plug? 
That's what they do hair. for a hair transplant. That's what they that do. That would be so hard. Well, they've got it figured I mean, out. In a constant, yeah, obviously. They shave doing... it. They shave it before they do that because they, the tool that extracts the individual hair follicles has got like a little hole in the bottom of it so oh. they can get down there. And if the if the hair was an inch or two long, they would forever be trying to thread the hole through the long hair. Mm. So they mm. they shave it completely so they're just going down to the nubbins. I see. So they can go right down to the shaft of right. the hair. So they don't spend all the time trying to thread the needle there. I love Tim, but you care. What does that mean, Doug? But oh, that I care? care? I, I, no. I got to tell you, I just... Honestly, don't like in like the most most blunt way. I don't yeah. uh, just do it. We will all chub up more on the YouTubes. Mm, gosh, I like the idea of guys using me to masturbate. Sure, <laughs> obviously you want this. <laughs> it, would be, it would be nice to have the option. Do I want hair? Do I not want to have hair? Right. So when it hadn't really crossed my mind. Now, when I was doing television, I was flat out told to grow my hair out. Were you? For real, I wonder is that is that something I can go back and litigate? Is there probably any... could nowadays? Nice, yeah, probably could. You know what? We're gonna have uh, Ed Herman in, and I'm sure yeah. he's gonna have like the most compelling sports content in the building. You know, when yeah. he when he joins us. But before that, yeah. I'll ask him, hey, do I have a case here? I think because that's my reasonable. agent told me, uh, yeah, they want you to grow your hair out, and I said, well, that's lovely. I want it to as well, but I can't. It's not a choice. You know what else is a is a factor is a lot of people that are bald, if they don't wear a hat, they're constantly fighting sunburn on top of their scalp. Stuart Sink. He There's a picture of him with yeah. his hair, or his head is as wide as the day is long, and then he's kind of got like the golfer quote-unquote tan, yeah. just like a like a contrast in skin tone. Yeah, it'd be a real issue if you didn't wear a hat. You get burned very easily up there. I would think you'd have a case there. I mean, it's just like if you have a female employee that says, we want you to wear a lower-cut dress, you know, <laughs> You're I, don't, that's that's a, I don't even know. That sure has been said. That's, I just know it's been said. This was 2007. That's different. But there are women that get told how to wear their hair. Is that right? Really? Oh yeah. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. In this like day and in, age? Yeah, I was about to say yeah. in 2023. Really? I'm sure they do it very gently now, very carefully. But yeah, that's been a thing. They they care about what the people look like for sure. If you came in with a wild and crazy hairdo, they'd say something. Well, yeah, but if you know, if you came in with your hair all over the place. But, I mean, if you just got a certain hairstyle, say, we don't like that hairstyle. We want you to comb it backwards. They can't tell you how to wear your hair. Well, I guess you don't have to do it, but they don't have to keep you employed either. No, but then you have a lawsuit on your hands. Say they fired me because they didn't want they wanted me to comb my hair a different way. Well, they'll come up with another reason why they fired you. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's reasonable that you look kind of like what you did when you got hired. But I wasn't hired. I mean, I was I was hired. I had the offer. I have it sitting on my desktop. Still, it's a reminder. Uh, and then it was, now he wants you to grow your hair out. And I said, this isn't a choice. Like, you think this is a choice? Yeah. This isn't a choice. Well, that was and he goes, well, then just do the Matt Lauer. Matt Lauer, of course, having a different connotation in 2007 than right. as we talk now. And Matt Lauer kind of had it, but he still had. But I don't. I don't have like like Jackson. You were trending toward the, the power alleys thing. Doug, you just had like a receding hairline. Jackson was kind of getting toward the power alleys. Mm-hmm. My thinness is on top. Yeah, yours yeah. is more more common. So then that. it's th- yes, exactly. And so therefore, it starts to get thinner on on the top. And yeah. so you can't grow it out. It just you just like, like I guess what guys did in the uh, '80s before. 
I think Michael Jordan saved the world for the bald man. Yeah. Well, nowadays on TV, head. there's lots of people, anchors that are right. bald. Right. Lots of them. So I just don't know. That's what I'm saying. It's good. I, like, I don't care. I've been married anymore. for 15 years. Whatever the hell I've been married Kojak for. Kojak looked good with Tilly Savalas, the good with a bald head. Yeah. He's the first guy I remember being on TV with a bald head. We're going back 50 years now. <laughs> I know, but it goes back that far that. Yule Brenner. Yule Brenner. Mm hmm. The king and I, wonderful. Right. Now, you know who I think looks decent for his age and has, like, the bald with just the... Can we have initials? Hair on the side, you know, that kind of thing. Initials? You don't see that a whole lot. Who are we out here? Larry David. Yeah, in a way, that's part of the character, though, you know? Well, you get I think if he had his druthers, he would have a different Absolutely. Hairstyle. I mean, it's been part of... It's like a focal point. There have been episodes about his baldness. You get used to seeing certain people look the way they do, and it doesn't bother the people that are viewing. Sometimes it bothers the people that's got the hair loss, but most people don't look at you and judge you based on your hair. Oh, man, if I shave my head, it looks like a... <laughs> looks like the Dome's monster truck rally up in this B. Oh, it's what? not good. Got the lumps and dents. Oh, has it? Yeah, I'm th probably the most ugly bald person on the planet, so I'm going to well, keep when, my hair. When were you bald? I uh, went to church camp when I'm 12. <laughs> they tied you down uh, and shaved your head at church camp? Nah, they, I told you how relaxed church camp was. They allowed us to go all the way on the river to the other side with canoes and camp ourselves with 12. So we're going out in this huge river. And so, the, you know, it was male and female. So at 12, you know, you're kind of feeling it out. You know, you're kind of just doing your thing, trying to. You know, you got the hormone going, so the girls thought it'd be a good idea, and of course, I jumped right on the opportunity, and it looked horrible. And we did right. it with like scissors and bic razors. So, oh, like, got, Bill! Yeah. Oh, Bill! What'd your parents think of that when you What's came? What's funny was like they picked me up, and it was about three hours from home, so it was in the middle of the night, and they stopped by the laundromat to talk to my uncle. We're Hoosier, by the way. We're just all, and this is like 1 a.m. It's kind of a Hoosier, back. the way a Hoosier but, story would start. <laughs> stopped by the laundromat to speak to my uncle. But uh, I was like asleep, like half asleep, but I was faking asleep because I wanted to hear what they had to say. My uncle, man, he got his hair beat up. He looks ugly as hell. And I'm like, all right, <laughs> I'll never do that again. Yeah. It's always that learning process. It's always a female, Doug. Kind of bold to allow a bunch of 12-year-olds to cross the river and go camp on the road. I'm telling own. you, there was, there was zero supervision. I will eventually find out the name of this place. <laughs> and sue them now. It was, there was one camp. Yeah, Herman, Ed Herman's going to get a lot here. It was unbelievable. Was that the same church bus trip where you shoved Cheetos up your ass? That's from oh. Wolf Boy. No, those were on, like, basketball trips. <laughs> I can't even believe I have to explain when and where. Mm. Ugh. Yes, kid being kid, Doug. Yeah. I always had a crew cut through most of grade school, and that's kind of like you're bald. Me too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. the the buzz, They called it the buzz cut in my, like, era. That was a style in the yeah. mid oh, yeah. to late 60s. And then the bowl. And literally, it's a bowl cut. I think Iggy brought it up as well. My barber, I told you, Mayor Don. Mayor <laughs> Don. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You just put a bowl over your head and just get a piece of bubble That's kind of a lazy way to cut $4 hair. Four out the door. A lot of bowl cuts in 1980s television, Doug. <laughs> well, from the Mo Howard influence. You think that's what it was? Probably. Who else had a bull haircut? Oh, Danny uh, Cooksey on Different Strokes. Brian, was it Brian Bonzel on Family Ties? No. Oliver from the Brady Bunch? Well, that was more Jonathan 70s. Jonathan Taylor Thomas, I Jonathan think. Jonathan Taylor Thomas. What about that cute little Danny Pintaro played Jonathan remember. on Hughes Ooh, the Boss? Yeah. The guy on Eight is Enough. Didn't he have a bull haircut? Nicholas. He had a bull cut, didn't he? Just passed away. He did? He must have been young. Yeah. I think he had a... Uh, 
off the field issues, so to speak. Uh, guys, I'd like the name Mayor Don. That's you should the see that. The stripper. <laughs> dude is a damn Canton legend. Mayor for like 40 years and then opened up his own barbershop. <laughs> Great. What did he learn to cut hair? Did he no. Learn to buy a bowl? No. He had two hairstyle cuts, man. It was it, it just. It would really be a valuable skill to learn when, when you have kids. If you could cut their hair instead of save some cash, twenty or thirty dollars. Think a lot of parents do that month. nowadays. Or Probably do. Yeah. It's harder than you think it's going to be, though. Oh yeah. yeah. I remember wanting to buy weed. My p- mom gave me a. So like 16, and she gave me money for a haircut, but I decided to buy weed instead and had one of the, uh, one of my boys try to cut it. How'd they do? Oh, it was horrible. Yeah. But, you know, you, you, go, you know that going in. Mm-hmm. You just kind of got to deal yeah, with it. Yeah, it's a lot harder than you think awesome. it's going to be. God, yeah. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm not sure I have any pictures of this, but uh, back in high school, one of my favorite bands was Slade. And their guitar player... Isn't that the lesbian website? Uh, I don't know. Doug, isn't that the... I, I don't know. I don't visit there often. <laughs> Half of the songs Quiet Right does is Slade songs, like Come Feel the Noise. That was Slade. Um, so hold on a second. Quiet Riot ripped off Slade, the lesbian website? No, Slade the band. <laughs> you following Doug? Doug? No, I no. see Doug scrolling yeah, Facebook. I'm lost Hurry up, get to the point. I already forgot the name Slade. There was a band now. back in the day called Slade that I liked in high school. Okay, where are we going with this? But their guitarist had this hair. <laughs> he had long hair, but his bangs were like cut way up on top. Oh, that's a nice look. So I said, I'm going to try that one. Day. So I went in the bathroom. I just started cutting my bangs. Yeah, don't do it. And my mom said, what the hell did you do there? Yeah. And it took forever to grow back. It was the worst looking thing you ever seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does take some training. In fact, barbers have licenses, don't they? Oh, well, you have yeah. To. Yeah, you can't just go and say cut hair and just start cutting. Yeah, why not? What's going to happen if if you do a bad job? You just won't get any more business. It's not well, like I people mean, are getting injured, are they? But if you're working for a business, you're but most light. are most are in it for themselves. Yeah, maybe not those who work at the, you know, the chain places. Well, but that's what I'm saying. Old time barbers were kind of in it on their own. Like if I wanted to, say I'll cut your hair. But if I had a <laughs> building and I had a, you know, a chair and you go into a office and say, cut my hair. And if I just screwed it up, you got to have some kind of license to cut hair. Hey, Tim. Hey, Tim. Back to me, please. I got a haircut one time like a band called Slade and it was hilarious. (laughs) Doug, that's from Beer Cats. He did Hmm. not win Listener of the Year presented by Milagro Tequila. But could have. He was a contender. Back to me. Back to me. We were talking about hair. We've been talking about hair for a half hour. Yeah, I like it. So I jump in and tell a story and look at me. Look at me. It was a good story. Viva la Strode. Thank you. (laughs) 
<laughs> Slade. I'm telling you, Caden Cross directs films on a lesbian website called Slade. Is your name Slate? I'm pretty sure it's Slade. Slade was the, the loudest band I've ever seen in my life. No. Oh, I mean, there was <laughs> two guitarists, and I don't even think Naughty Holder's guitar was plugged in. Naughty Holder. So basically, uh, Naughty Holder. Guitarist, <laughs> What's that tech's name? <laughs> That's pretty oh, he's still, he's still doing some radio. They said not holders for baseball games. You get him free. N-O-D-D-Y, Naughty Holder. Uh, no one gives an F about Sway, oh. the band. Get back the plowsy stick and Cheetos up his hoop. Don't you ever heard that term, a hoop? No, I don't care it's for it. Peg won the fan page club championship. I like that term, hoop. But you would think basically for a three-piece band, they wouldn't be that loud. Uh, I had turn second, up all the amps. That's se- all it takes. Well, second row, a Keel Auditorium, and five seconds into their opening number, they blew all the circuits in the yeah, Keel Auditorium. That's just horrible. There's a few things more annoying than music you don't like. And if it's really loud, it's just really awful. But I like them, so the louder the better. Why? What is it they're like about really loud music? I don't know, just the bass and guitar are really loud. And I know, but what is there to like about that? It's not like you can sing along with the song or you want to get up and dance to it or it makes you happy or anything. It's just loud noise. Why do these hijackings start out in St. Charles when you could just come right downtown? That's from our listener of the year, Milagro Tequila, Steve in Wildwood. We're halfway crestfallen now. What started in St. Charles? I just read what's in the prompter. I don't know. I don't uh, even think I mentioned St. Charles. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Lix has just sent in a screenshot of Jackson's work, Doug. I don't know if you follow him on Instagram, St. Louis Starter Packs. Uh, I, I don't I don't think so. Maybe I do. And it's a screenshot of a post. It's that magical time of year where a guy you know will try for the first time to pull off the colorful plaid sports coat for a nicer event, and it won't work. It rarely works. Maybe a country club event. You know, you Is that where you do it? Green pants you or something, yellow pants. Money. Yeah. What is the deal with this Seinfeld bit? But I'm I'm truly asking. Old money and bright colors in the Midwest. What's that about? I don't know. Look what at is me. That? Is that what it's about? 100%. Like, you don't go to, I won't name specific regions of the area. Picture whichever one you would like. We're probably yeah. all picturing the same one. <laughs> well, they're banty out there, so I'm not going to name it. And and see a guy with this this pink plaid Sport coat that Jackson right. posted from St. Louis. Some of the Cardinal co-owners used to wear stuff like that to games. Well, with a brand new St. Cardinal Louis Country Club. Hat. Well, so the, the wealthy people hang out together. They're at the Country Club together. They're at social events together. They tend to dress alike. But think what is it about the bright? Like, I, I wonder what that's about. It's preppy. Ah, yeah. There's a preppy guy saying it. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. a preppy look. Guys used to wear those uh, checkered pants with uh, loafers and no socks on. And yeah. Nice. Yeah, that was preppy. polo shirts. Yeah, people with money don't follow like what the poor's do. <laughs> so like nobody's yeah. dressing like me because you know my outfit is six years old and doesn't fit. Right. Like, but if you've got money and you dress weird, it's because you're eccentric and, and if you're you got interesting. It. And if you're poor and you dress like that, it's because you're an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if you have a lot of money, you can take risks like buying mm-hmm. a four hundred dollar plaid coat as it's opposed not even- to. You know. Yeah, Jackson, you would know. I mean, you've you've, you've seen it. Needle yeah, it's not even about dressing eccentrically because they're all just like straight leg khaki pants. But then there's like either a pullover or a polo that is bright colored. So you get. So you know what I'm. Ta- you know I'm talking about mm-hmm. something yeah. that you've seen that is correct, and I don't know what that's about. I would call it like. 
being kind of bright and colorful while also being safe because it's not like they're wearing like different styles of shirts it's just a quarter zip but it is like a teal or a seafoam yeah. green i just think the gray and the pink would pop <laughs> pop sure it would. well some people like things and some people don't like other things ah, that's correct like if they match the pants the same way then it would then be bold yeah. but because they're matching it up with a khaki a white khaki maybe even a bone colored pant it's really not all ah, that edgy look at that look at this look at that it's just uh, a Ms. crappy look. I mean, Mr. I would have to work, sorry, Tim, I'd have to work St. Louis Country Club polo matches. And see, 90% of the guys out there had those pants on with the loafers and no socks. They'd have a sweater tied around their neck over their shoulders, right. a yellow shirt or a pink shirt, and that was just mm -hmm. the look. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Lick says the reason, and of course he knows, the freedom to dress how you want with no repercussions because you're set. The rest of you dress in drab because it's safe. You like that? What I'm saying yeah. is even their bright colors are safe. They're not really doing anything. Yeah, you look douchey, but I can't say you look douchey because then you, you bust out your tax form, and then that's when right. I kind of put my... Doug, it's balance sheet season. <laughs> yeah. It's not douchey when you got, you know, mm -hmm. that in the bank. The people so that dress it. that way usually have their act together in a, in a pretty big way. Uh, hello, I went to Chaminade, and I'm fairly confident I've seen every color of pastel known to man. It's definitely a money thing. That's mm -hmm. from the 314. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But this is a St. Louis money thing. When I'm down in South Florida, where, you know, as you might imagine, there's more of it that I don't necessarily see it. But I suppose it, it could be going on. I don't know. There, it's just like, let's just wear white because it's hot. Yeah, a little different in Florida. I bet right. if you went to the country club set around the country, you'd see a lot of that. Is that look. Yeah, you would. Yeah. And we'll get to the bottom of it because this okay. is an old money show. I think it is. Uh, Ed Herman is going to join us, and we're going to find out if I can sue for being told to grow my hair out right. 16 years ago if there's a statute of limitations. And he's a Yankees guy, and this was the Met station, so right. maybe, he will, maybe he'll carry this one for me. And Plows, he has a possible case about being 12 years old and told to cross the river on his own. That's no, correct. No, it was beyond that. Like, we had to, like, do our completely our own thing. It was like a... It was so wild. I can't think of no. There was one camp counselor, and the and they had another helper doing like arts and crafts. And there was like twenty five, thirty people. All right. Well, we're gonna we're gonna find oh, out dude. if we're gonna be doing a little litigating here okay. today uh, in the Munganas St. Louis Acura Alton Toyota seven o'clock hour. Even though it's eight oh three, Munganas is online at stlouisacura.com and altontoyota.com. Say, friends, are you looking for a new vehicle? What about a pre-owned vehicle? How about this? You just look at the inventory at stlouisacura.com and at altontoyota.com or call the secret number. Text the secret number. And you're working with the best, and they will uh, take great care of you because you're a TMA lister. 314-252-0029. It's Munganess, St. Louis Acura, and Munganess Burkhardt, Alton, Toyota. And send your emails in for our design, air, heating, and cooling email today. Jackson, are we giving away tickets today or did that end yesterday? That was the, Yesterday was the last one. Okay. Uh, design, air, heating, and cooling email today. Buck Swope with a one-goal lead over the JV golf coach. And then Brian Hench and the calcified air, Gunter and Chairman Steve, all with wins. What a leaderboard. This is a great leaderboard. It's like Very the 2019 attractive. Masters. Yeah. Uh, design Air is online at designairservice.com, official HVAC provider of TMA and the Tim McKernan Show podcast. And Jackson, we are going live on the TMA YouTube channel with QFTA in between 11.15 and 11.30 today. Uh, for QFTA, send your questions and comments. Anything's welcome. 
Uh, T. McKernan at InsideSTL.com. Design Air, DesignAirService.com. Seth Goldcamp and his staff will take great care of you, just like they take great care of me and Doug. And now Iggy as well. They've been to Iggy's place as Seth well. Seth texted me yesterday. He said, just want to check. How's the... Uh How's the heater still How about doing? that? He's a wonderful gentleman, isn't he? Dude, I can't even hear it when I turn it on anymore. God that's bless. how good it is. Hers. So. Just Hers checking to see if it's still working. It's first class. Very nice. Seth Goldcamp, designairservice.com. It's Design Air Heating and Cooling. Let's bring in the great Ed Herman. Let's see what he's got. Uh, the, what, he, what he's got. I mean, last two weeks ago, he came in with his Ed Herman Hall of Fame and 60% being the benchmark to get in. Uh, and Wearing a lot of bling. Telling you. Mm-hmm. And today he's going to make me and the Plowhawk multi-multi-millionaires with this litigation. Ladies and gentlemen, we welcome into the Michelob oh Ultra Studios. He is now. There he is. Hello, Ed. Now the most popular member of the show, <laughs> there you go. Ed Herman. I, Ed, didn't, I didn't come in fancy today. You didn't come in fancy? No, I wore my heated jacket. It's oh, I like that. out there. It is cold. It was super windy yesterday, cold today. Bed, so we, I, we actually have a couple of uh, law questions oh, for you today. Fantastic. Uh, Plowboy and I are thinking about litigating. In 2007, I was hired by SNY, the Met station in, in New York City. Yes, yeah. For television purposes, and they told my agent that they wanted me to grow my hair out. It wasn't a choice. This is what I got. Well, can I, I can I litigate that? Well, were they talking just the hair on your head? I believe so. Because or you, you could have well, you could grown him out a long beard. Maybe oh. they wanted him to look like ZZ Top. I don't oh, know what I their, what their goal was. That's, that's, yeah. that doesn't sound like you're going to take this case. No, it's not a good case. It's not, <laughs> it's, it's not a good case. And it's old. And it's I old. was wondering if 16 years is... It is old. Even on a contract case, uh, that's about the maximum you get is about 10 years on that. Okay. Yeah, and that's pretty long, comparatively. Yeah. No one, now, the real question is, why didn't they want that beautiful bald head? Thank there you. you go. Clip that off. You should be his agent. Thank you. Which I mean, I would have made them pay extra. <laughs> uh, Plowhawk, then I guess yours from when you were 12. Well, yeah, and well, yeah, it was in the year 2000, <laughs> so it, that's a tough one. It's like we're out on that wait, one. You were a minor. Wait, wait, you were a minor. That, oh, that, that, wait, here we if go. If you were a minor, it adds time. Let me hear what happened to you. So we, I went to a church camp. It was about three hours, probably near this area, I would assume. I've got assume. a lot of questions, by the way, about the church camp. We're going to get back to that. It, 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 was, uh, it was fun. I wouldn't say there was a lot of church activity going on. I don't know why they considered at a church camp, but we did have this three-day kind of hiatus where they allowed us to canoe to the all the way on the other side of the river and create a campsite in an atmosphere that was unsupervised. Unchaperoned. Where we 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 brought it up because I I, I got my head Are you sure they weren't just trying to get rid of you? It sounds to me like this was a a much bigger plan that you were maybe not seeing. It could be 100% that, and I'm sure we were all on board with this. So probably a win-win for both parties, both the counselor as well as the kids. You get a little freedom. Don't say that. It didn't seem legal. Nothing (laughs) happened. It might hurt your case. But again, it wasn't the year 2000. Don't put them on the stand, Ed. Wait, I'm still waiting for something to have happened when you went over to the other side. (laughs) Nothing, but is it... Do they have safety measures they need Doesn't to follow? It sound like we have any cases in here this morning, yeah, Doug. Let me tell you, you I guys really, I mean, this is the best you can come up with. He could have drowned. My God. He, it was just I'm waiting to... for some malpractice with the hair. The hair looks great, by the way. I was listening to that, that portion. It looks, I, would, I would have never known that you had anything done. It just looks very natural. A lot of, a lot of wisps. Well, I'm, sure, I'm thinking, I got wisps. I got I got issues on the top. I think I might be You're a great candidate. Well. Oh, you, you absolutely would. Oh, yeah, because would, yeah. I have decent in front, but I have no... This very strange hairline, where I still have it on this side, and then this side sort oh, of no way. goes. Well, look at it. I mean, I mean. That's, oh yeah, it does. It's kind of on an, like an it, angle. It's at an angle. It's yeah. not human. Uh, it's it's from somewhere in the in the animal kingdom, but definitely not on the human side. No, you would be perfect because you have a lot of donor hair. 
that's it. What, mm -hmm. what does that mean? I have that to means you have, have a lot of stuff on you, are, you are growing a lot of hair. It's just not all where you want it. Can they take it from anywhere else on my body? Because I, I could fill, I could fill up right? this. I could fill up this head of hair in no time. <laughs> no, they really want the head. They, they want the, head, want the head, 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 head hair. All right. Well, listen. Yeah. That's it's it's. I can do that. I can give some donor hair. And you said it didn't hurt. I'm, no, I'm it didn't shocked. hurt at all. Uh -uh, they know it up real when, nice. But when, what about when the numbing wore off? No pain at all. Really? There, there was some swelling. For me, they say about 10% of people have swelling. I was in the 10% where my forehead swelled up a little bit, and I had a little bit of swelling in the eye. Lasted. A day or two. How many times did you have to go in? Just once. One time? Yeah. How much hair did you get? Here, I'm going to show 20, you a picture of graphs. us together. 2,500 Look at this. This is when we worked in television together. Look at me. Look at me. I mean, I look, I look like Denzel Washington, don't I? Now, there's Doug. <laughs> My God, that was you? I think I recognize you then. Yeah, look you were a good-looking guy. See, now, hold on, well, you said were. I heard, I heard that. Well, wait a second. got to change my opinion on the SNY thing. If that's who they thought they were getting. No, I had this when I auditioned. Up. Oh, okay. No, well, no, then no. I'm back on your side. With <laughs> we're going to let it anyway, go. But anyway, yeah, you See, look, look at like that. you have a lot more hair now yeah, than well, you he does. Well, yeah, he does. Yeah, I have 2,500 more pieces of hair than I had then. That doesn't sound like a lot of hair. For hair, because don't don't you have like millions of hairs? I would head? think so, probably. I mean, yeah. twenty five hundred in the world well, of hair doesn't sound like a they lot. They can't take too much, or they would leave bald spots where they take. Too, it from. I mean, look visually, it looks. I mean, that looks very frilly. You know who had some great hair work done was Steve Garvey. Get okay, just oh, to wrap really? it to baseball. Is that right? I ran, I ran into him in Las Vegas. Padres and Dodgers, and now running for office, isn't he? Well, he's got the look for it. You know, I ran into him in in Las Vegas, and I got into. He's a very nice guy. I got into a long conversation. I said, "Your hair looks fabulous," and he says that he does the hair restoration. And yeah. And he's like a spokesperson for them. Oh, is I that said, right? I would have never thought. My God. The doctor who did mine used to work in Nashville, said he, he did a number of country music guys, and you would you would never know. Keith he's, Urban. I, he didn't give me names. Yeah. Well, I hope he didn't do all that bad work that Kenny Rogers had before he did. I, I don't know. That was a sad his, stretch. A little before his time. Yeah. But <laughs> there's the guys that are they're so good. A lot of people you would never know unless they told you or unless they posed yeah. for pictures. You well, would never know. I feel know like cosmetic procedures are like that. They're like toupees. Everybody thinks they can spot them because they can spot the bad, bad ones. ones. Mm -hmm. Exactly. But the, the, the good ones are all around you. <laughs> yeah. You know? Jennifer yeah. Aniston, I believe, is like the the crown jewel of cosmetic procedures. Uh, you know, because I, I'll tell you what she has. What does she got going? Well, I want to know this. She has patience. You know, mm -hmm. a lot of people go in for the procedures. They want the quick fix. They don't want the thing that no. says, well, it's going to take six months to, to really have an effect. Interesting. So they go in for, like, the quick fillers, and they're obvious. And then you get, like, Courtney Cox with the trout pout. That's the but, trout pout. Yeah, but, but Jennifer <laughs> that Aniston, that Jennifer exactly Aniston right. uses stuff. You know, like, listen, I read Cosmopolitan. I can't <laughs> just, really? well, listen, I, I don't now, but, uh, but the point is, is I hear things. Things get into my head. I don't know where they come really? from. People think I just know uh, baseball. It's not true. But she uses these cosmetic procedures that are the We're kind, talking Aniston now? Aniston. Okay. And, and she talks about it openly. The ones that sort of promote your own collagen production. It takes longer, but it's more natural. She looks beautiful. She looks wonderful. I, I think mean, she's uh, 55, I think. Now, do people have a case if they get a bad job done? Well, you know, what about that? Uh, you know, they could. Uh, yeah, but again, it's, you're always measured against the standard of care, not against the result. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that's a bad result is not malpractice. You yeah. know, you need to have an actual something that you did that that yeah. didn't fell outside the standard of care. You know, I had a great hair transplant is David Beckham. Have you ever seen the before and after pictures? No. I did not know that even did. Oh, Speaking to your really? point, Ed, is call that up, right? Call up before and after David it's Beckham insane. hair transplant. You know, but really? you know what, though? Like that kind of, of, doesn't, of it make you, doesn't it make you feel better that somebody who is that renowned for being handsome 
still has the insecurity like the rest of us do yeah. that he has to sit there staring at himself in the mirror trying well, to find the negative just yeah, like and, the rest of and us he suckers. was a younger guy yeah it would really bother if you were young you know if you're 25 you know. and you're dealing with it that's that's pretty traumatic i never had the burden of good looks <laughs> you know, I, I I was always just okay. The Beckham know? the Beckham documentary with his closet is insane. All the Holy suits crap. and color yeah, coordinated. There you go. Oh. oh my God! Who did he use? Yeah, that, that that point that I wonder if he's wearing a toupee because you know, I mean, that's like well, that's what mine would look like if I grew up. My that hair is, right there. that is shocking. But you know, sometimes yeah. if it's wet. It'll separate a little bit. Yeah. Like the, you, if you catch my hair in a pool, you might see me looking like that and, and start thinking, "What is he doing?" Yeah. What? That's the cruelness of, of water. <laughs> the cruelness of water. True. You know, thank God ball caps are, are Give it the generally take it acceptable. Yeah. Let me tell you something, and I know you and Andy have a battle for your segments. We do, yes. So, uh, but I have to be transparent. A lot of people enjoyed that segment. Want you to have your own show now from your Ed Herman Hall of Fame two weeks ago. Oh well, let me tell you that that, that would I would consider that a total victory over Andy. So for that <laughs> yes. alone, it would be good. Hey, listen, I I'd come in here. I love, I I think this is the most. You guys have the most fun job in the world. Doug, how about that? Yeah, and that's and why think, Doug says he wants to do it for what do you say, forty five more minutes? Forty five more minutes. <laughs> I, I think you'd find that HD2 radio pays considerably more than personal injury yeah, law yeah. also. Than being a partner at Brown and Crew, but absolutely. fabulously you know, wealthy here. You know, it, that's, but you know what? Money is just money. That's you know, right. that's what you say when you have it. Yeah, when yeah, I walk in, that, that may be true, but you know what though? But the truth of it is, I know a lot of people that have a lot of money, and and they're no happier than the people that I know that that don't have as much money. Their happiness does not seem tethered at all. Is that right? But people money. that are poor yeah. are usually very unhappy. Yeah, they can be. Yeah, I mean, listen, you know, at a certain point, you, know, you need enough money to survive. <laughs> you know, but then you get to a certain a certain number, a certain amount, yeah. a certain level of comfort, and then you start paying attention to the things that are more important. Yeah. And uh, that that could be the curse of uh, people with money. I, I I begged for that curse for years. I prayed for that. Curse. <laughs> I noticed the one thing people that have a lot of money want is more. Yeah. More like the Stan Kroenke yeah. is a perfect example. You know, All you, he really wants is sad? more of it. But doesn't that? Don't you realize when you look at that how kind of sad that is? Yes. Mm -hmm. Because you realize that there is. Listen, if you, I don't know how philosophical you want to get. But, but I like it. I believe that that we are all sort of uh, born with, and we experience at some point sort of that void. That little piece of us that we think is missing. We can't figure out what it's going to take to, to, to fix it, to fill it. So you start going out and you acquire things and, you know, it, it doesn't really do it. And if I date these girls, I'm going to feel good about myself. And then that, that doesn't really do it. And you start thinking about making money or things that you could acquire. And they all give you just like a, a brief burst of happiness. But then you find yourself the next day just as unhappy as you were before. Mm -hmm. and, and it is sad, but it, to me, I, I treat those things the way I treat a hunger. You know, you get really hungry for dinner, you're starving, you eat a big meal, it feels good, and you wake up and you're hungry again. And then you start the whole thing over again. And I think a lot of people are just chasing that feeling. When you have a lot of money, there's only two ways to fill it, either more money or power which is where a lot of these people tend to go toward because at a certain point, you know, yeah, you start right. thinking if mm -hmm. I have power, then I'll, then I'll feel full. The truth of it is you have to learn to just live with that void. Don't think of it as a void. Think of it as just a, a, a hunger, no different than in a sexual appetite or, or, or a hunger for food and just live with it. Just coexist with it. And, and, and you just use it as a driver. God, this mm -hmm. is Herman. Doug. Listen, we, you know, it doesn't have to all be baseball. You yeah, know? I, I, I'll give you some of that, but at the same time, uh, <laughs> I, you know, listen, I'm, I want to, I want people to, 
to leave the experience, you yeah. know, reflecting on their on themselves, maybe Good feeling now. a little better about right. themselves. Good you know, hey, you're all doing okay out there. We haven't uh, we haven't uh, seen you since the Shohei Otani. So oh, I'm curious Lord. what your uh, perspective is on that. Well, you know, the, the I, 700 million is what well, I'm curious. Well, 700 million is 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 really insane money. I'll be honest. Listen, good for him. It's what the market would bear. Apparently, at several offers over 600 million, um, I'm I don't I don't see any way they can get value out of that. But I think a lot of times a, a team will say, well, if we can win one championship while during the contract, who cares? You know, it'll all be worth it. I think for them, the other thing is, is they have to be thinking that this brings in a tremendous amount of new fans from overseas. Absolutely. I mean, it has to be connected Absolutely. to that. Because otherwise, uh, as a financial investment, that's just insane. As far as the deferral portion, you know, I've never seen that much money deferred in any sports contract. I mean, that's almost shouldn't be allowed. I saw an article about whether they were doing it to get around the luxury tax thresholds. And I guess in, to some extent they are. They are. Because, he will count uh, $46 million against their luxury tax, which whereas no obviously it's $70 million. It, it, well, it saves I mean, $24 million. The problem is, is you that— You think they will change that? They have to. Yes. Because what this has now done is it's, 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 they have now exposed a loophole sure. that could be utilized over and over again by every single team with every single player. Otani difference, and you probably are aware of this, but the audience, some in the audience may not be, makes approximately $40 million in endorsements, hence the $2 million not being material yeah. to him. Yeah, he, he, doesn't, he doesn't need the money right Right now, I think it's actually a, a smart little deferral process, you know, for him. But, uh, you know, that luxury tax issue is, is is a big problem. I don't understand how they could sit there averaging it over the life of the deal. The deal, I guess, goes on for 20 years, but he's the playing portion only goes on for 10. 10. Yeah. It should be averaged right. by the playing portion yeah. of the deal. Yeah, cut and dry. Did, did you other see than that, that report, you got to give him a roster spot for the next 20 years. There, there was a report where in the, in the year, I think it's 2040, the Dodgers are already on the hook for $84 million in 2040. Wow. Between him and Freeman and Betts, the contracts oh, that they all have. That's incredible. And that's still incredible. pursuing Yamamoto yeah. as well. Uh, yeah, and you know what? I, from what I hear, like, I mean, they're, they're very much in the, in the hunt there. Uh, you know, they're hardcore pressing them. What about the Yankees? They're, uh, they're in there too, isn't the it? Yankees, I mean, it's Yankees, Mets, and Dodgers for Yamamoto? I'll tell you, the Yankees better get him. They, yeah, you got a nice little lineup, but who's going to throw the ball? They have really, I mean, I, I wasn't thrilled with the Soto trade. Um, I, I think it only makes sense for the Yankees if they either win a title this year or they sign them to an extension, which I don't see either of those things happening this year. They gave up so much talent uh, to get him. I'm, I'm, I'm nervous about it. And so much pitching. Who's giving away that much pitching for a, you know, there's a Michael King. Michael who, King, who is, his starting stats were amazing yeah. this year. I mean, I watched uh, him pitch a lot. He's he's nasty. I wouldn't have given up even just him for Soto for one season. For one season. Because that that's the thing is everyone talks about trading for a player. Stop thinking about it and t- trading for a player. You're trading for a contract. You know, you're getting one year's worth of Juan Soto's time for all of these controllable years of, you know, five different players. You know, Michael King's got four more, you know, controllable years, and this guy could be great. I mean, you would have thought they would have learned a lesson from trading away Jordan Montgomery the way they did. Yeah. Now they're clamoring to get him back. Yeah. Now they're in the hunt Absolutely. to get him back. And, and it's nobody like, wins without pitching. Now, it that can't the, be done. And especially the Yankees give up a lefty mm-hmm. like that. I mean, the guy's going to come in $20 million a year, probably get a five-year, $100 million deal. If the season started tomorrow, who would be there too? Uh, Carlos Rodon. You know, oh, well, if he's healthy. Okay. Yeah, I was about to say, with that little asterisk, right. if, well, if he's there's healthy. There's an asterisk behind every Yankee pitcher's name except for Garrett Cole. <laughs> right. That's yeah. why I was wondering who's two, who's yeah. three. No, uh, right now, I think they've got Clark Schmidt, 
And um, God Almighty, yeah, they're in there. That's a drop off. There, there, there is. They're in rough shape. I what mean, do you they think lost of, a lot a, of their pieces? What do you think of what the Cardinals have done so far? I like the veteran pitchers. Uh, I, you know, you gotta, you gotta cover what fourteen hundred and fifty-eight innings a year, right? Is what your pitching staff has uh, to basically. You ought to ask that on a sports show, yeah, not this roughly. One. Yeah. You know, some games you don't have to nine. pitch nine Doug, innings. Doug will work on it over yeah, there. Yeah, but there are some games you only have to throw eight innings because you're you're behind and you're on the road. Uh, oh, but roughly, true. and then you have extra inning games. But it's around 1,458. No, innings. it's exactly 1,458. Yes, but uh, give <laughs> or roughly. take uh, extra inning games and what have <laughs> yeah. you. But, mm-hmm. but when you think about it, you know, you add three guys that can get you 550 innings, uh, which, you know, 500 to 550 innings, that's a big chunk at a reasonable cost. Um I still think they have more more work to do. I would agree. Clearly. Now, what I like, you talk about contracts and years, I like that a team that I don't think is, you know, I mean, of course, any team theoretically, mathematically can win the World Series, but if we're assigning probabilities to it, yeah. I wouldn't give the Cardinals a real high one. They're not putting themselves in a position where they are going to have, a, they haven't gone out and given like a an Aaron Nola kind of deal where they're going to be on the hook for long-term years. So the longest risk that they've taken on is Sonny Gray at three years. I like that. Right. Well, I like that. Yeah, certainly you like it if it produces a winner. I mean, if you just get mediocrity for the next three years and the only benefit is that we have no financial obligations in year four, doesn't make you a winner. See, and I don't, I'm not sure what their mindset is on that because I think running parallel to all of this is the television situation. And, you know, that's a $60 million revenue stream that is – up for grabs. Big development yesterday by that. We haven't talked about it. Uh, in the Wall Street Journal, they had an exclusive on the fact that Amazon may be buying into Diamond Sports, which then could lead to the Cardinal Games being on Amazon eventually, but then getting Bally Sports or Diamond Sports out of the bankruptcy that they may be heading toward. It would make sense. I mean, yeah. a- Amazon, you know, they, they expand nicely into a million different things. And, you know, content, sports content is important if you can get exclusive rights to it because sports are one of the few things that people still watch live. And in the advertising world, that's, that's a big deal. That's huge. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not I, you know, it's, it always comes back, you know, follow the money, right? And mm-hmm. that, it, But it's true. And uh, that's why even, you know, we obviously place a lot of ads and people always say, you know, sports and news, sports and news. It's the only two things people consistently watch live. Therefore, they watch the commercials. Everything else is streaming or or, uh, recorded and they skip through everything. Um, So, yeah, it makes a big deal for Amazon if they can get that kind of – everyone wants to get you on their platform. Yeah. And uh, exclusive get you on a platform. Mm. I am uh, curious on your perspective on this. It's a very open-ended discussion. Major League Baseball and a salary cap. Thoughts? I don't believe in a salary cap. I I, I don't believe in it, quite frankly, in any sport. Um, I I think I like free market sport. I want it to be competitive. Uh, I think you can't put a cap in without also putting a floor. I agree with that part. Um, Absolutely. I feel like even with the revenue sharing, they didn't go far enough to require teams to spend that money on their organizations. Um, you know, there are, you should not have to share revenue just so other teams can make a profit. Yeah. You know, you, <laughs> See you, the Oakland A's. Yeah. I mean, the idea of sharing revenue is to create competitive balance. But, you know, baseball has better competitive balance than any sport, I believe, by far. Um, I've actually done a lot of, like, statistical analysis on this and tracing the teams and how long, it, you know, it takes the team to win a franchise. And you look at the teams that have the most so when money. You, team to win a championship. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, to win a, uh, a championship. If you look at their... Uh, you look at the teams traditionally that have the highest payrolls, I and mean, look how long you know it's been either since their last championship or between championships. And the Dodgers finally took one, what, in 2020, 
they hadn't won one before that since 1988. Right. And that's, you know, a team that's spent an enormous amount of money. Yankees haven't won a championship since 2009. So we're looking at 15 years already. Mm-hmm. And they haven't even played in one. So, you know, there's just not – there's too many players that have to contribute to your success in baseball. You don't have that in the other sports. You know in basketball, if you can have the best player in the game and a decent supporting person – You've got a chance to win it all. You can do it that way. Yes. Um, you know, football, you have a couple of skill positions that you know if you're solid in those positions, you have a game plan. You have a chance to win. In baseball, you could have a situation like the Mariners did in the late 90s where, you know, they had the best outfielder in baseball in Ken Griffey Jr., the best infielder in, in Alex Rodriguez, and the best pitcher in Randy Johnson, and they couldn't even sniff a World Series. No. It's just you have to be so strong, one through 25 or 26 now on the roster, uh, you know, to have a chance at it, that I don't think you need the salary cap. I mean, and, it's, and the playoff system, even though some people think there are too many teams get in, it is a bit of an equalizer, allowing teams like Arizona it's and a Tampa, Bay, festival. Tampa Bay to get in. It, it is. And, and you know, listen, I, I, I go back and forth with that, you know, personally. But, you know, it's different formats. you gotta, you got to win the 162-game season, and then you got to win the tournament. You know, that's, that's, that's how you come out of it a champion. And I think it's great for different cities. I mean, it has changed considerably the activity of the trade deadline um, because, you know, you have so many more teams that still have a shot at it. You have a lot more teams that are buyers, very few sellers. Um, so I, I would still tweak a few things with how they handle the trade deadline. But other than that, you know, no, I, I hate salary caps. Right. But, uh, listen, do you want a salary cap? In well, your profession, you want to be told that you have a, a limit as to how much you can make based so I, on your I, skill? I, no, I, I agree with you. Yeah. I'm a big free market guy, yeah. as you made reference to as well. What I wonder about specific, because I think the thing that doesn't get, I mean, I've talked about it a lot and perhaps ad nauseum for the audience, but this television thing, because it also impacts fans as far as how they consume the product. And, you know, a number of people, I'm a YouTube TV guy, so I don't get Cardinal games, so then I have to get Spectrum to also pay for it. But what's going on with the Cardinals is $60 million of their annual revenue stream has been tied to that television deal. Inevitably, that is going to decrease. I've asked about the possibility of them doing what the Yankees and Mets have done, yes, and SNY, the thought process is they are not sure that this ownership group would take on that risk. Of course, the market being New York versus the market in St. Louis, two different things. The Dodgers are able to spend that money on Otani because they're going to receive $338 million from their television deal. And that is a world changer. Cardinals are still pretty good. It's 60, comparatively speaking, with other teams. And I just don't know... I'm not saying that the cap is the solution because you certainly would have to have a floor as well. But when you're talking about free agency, a handful of teams can go out and acquire these guys versus the rest of the teams not being able to do that. And I don't know what the proper way to yeah, to but, solve that is. But what, what, what does it really get them? I mean, you know, the Dodgers didn't win the World Series last yeah, year. And and see they, that, they were stuck and, and top so the, to bottom. The, the Yankees were almost dead last. So they, lucky they're the 82 that's and 80. Padres, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, oh, along those lines. But then you can look at the way the Rangers spent their money as a counter to it. But what I'm saying with regard to the offseason specifically is Major League Baseball has a handful, and I mean by a handful, certainly single digits of the 30 teams that can actually participate in free agency. And I just don't personally think that that is healthy for the competition. And I think what baseball, I don't know, like Ken Rosenthal, for example, who's obviously a big pro baseball guy, he cites that Major League Baseball's had 16 teams win a world championship, more so than the NHL, NBA, and NFL since 2000. But I think baseball's postseason 
is more variance than any of those sports. I suppose you could make a case for the NHL, NBA being the opposite. But if you would look at the regular season performance, I would argue that you would see the teams who have spent the most have been the top of their divisions, and then they can get vanquished in the postseason, which is more of a short sample size, hence my variance. Well, I think, though, but I think, though, in baseball, the, the bigger teams are easier to knock off than the other sports. I mean, usually when you look at football, the, the, the favorite almost always wins. You know, you can't say that. In sure, and in NBA, that's the case. Yeah. This, I mean, this year was a, that. a rare example of an eight seed. Yeah, you can't uh, say that in baseball. Nobody would have predicted the Rangers and the Diamondbacks playing right. in the World Series. But then that speaks to me to the flaw of the postseason. After you play 162 games, that in the last two years since that postseason started, the National League's been represented yeah. by its sixth best record. I, I think that is a major flaw after you play you know, six I, months of baseball. Yeah, you, I, don't you know, like that? I, I don't know if it's a flaw or not. I think baseball is a game where people get, you know, teams get hot at various times and the. I think it diminishes the regular season's importance, yeah, though, I, for the sixth best team gets in there. I, I, I get that, but the thing is, is, is who's playing? That just shows you how close all the teams are. You know, if, if you know in the middle of the season that the best team is probably going to win the Super Bowl, say, in football, you know, where's the excitement in that? You know, what makes baseball exciting is the fact that everybody knows a team can get hot. Everybody knows that you're facing a different team every day because there's a pitching rotation. That's why baseball has to be played in a series. None of the other sports really have to be. If you had to play one game in the other sports, you could because you know it's my best guys versus your best guys. But in baseball, you don't get that. Every single game in a series, it's a totally different team you're facing because a different starting If pitcher. it were a seven-game series, but the first two rounds are a best of three and a best well, of five. Well, still, you're, you're facing a different team. You know, It's like you're testing a team's depth. No other sport tests a team's depth the See, way I that baseball the, does. I think baseball is now testing a team's top two starters. And I think that's why you've seen the Phillies be able to navigate this with Wheeler and with Nola. And the teams that may be more spread out as far as pitching goes don't necessarily have the same. And then you also bring in the bye week, which theoretically would be a reward, but to date has actually penalized teams. Well, again, that's, you know, baseball's a rhythm sport, you know, so it, it can hurt you in baseball. It's not like football. You get a bye week, you rest up, you get your injuries in, in order. You know, baseball, you're used to playing it every day. Pitchers used to pitching on a, right. a certain rotation. So, so the reward can actually be counterproductive. Yeah, listen, you continue working on it. You, you, you tweak it till you get it right. But I don't have a problem with I, I think the teams in baseball, because of the parity, they're just much closer to each other. I mean, that whole any given Sunday type of philosophy is is there's no sport where that's more true than baseball. I mean, the worst team could beat the best team any, any day. Absolutely. You know, and it's not even surprising to us. It's not an upset. Sure. We don't watch a game and say, oh, my God, it was an upset. The Pirates beat the... You know, I don't know, the, the, the Yankees or something. Yeah. Nobody, you don't think Pirates twice about Pirates swept it. the Dodgers once. Right. Last yeah, and you don't think twice mm-hmm. about I, I it. I think yeah. the Pirates actually were 6-0 and against the Dodgers yeah. last year, which Makes is one no of the sense. greatest no. statistical Because you, you don't think twice about it in baseball. It's Baseball's just different, different animal, different breed when it comes to sport like that. Ed, always enjoy the conversation. Plus, we got philosophy. It sounds like you're going to take on my case against SNY and the Plowhawks case against his church. Enthusiastically, Yeah, too. it does sound that I, way. When was the so last we, time you grew your hair out? I'm curious what you got 2006. Really? It's been that long? 2006. Can I'm your sure guy do anything for him? Yeah, that's, oh, that's how we got on the topic. Yeah, they want to come in and take a look and can they take his head head a little bit. Can they take beard hair? He's got a lot of beard got a lot of, I, got I don't th- think they want to take beard th- head. No, it's, all, it's all the hair over here, Ed. All this. Why? What? What's the difference? I don't nice, think it grows nice the same. It's thick and lush, though, Doug. It's thick and lush. I, I want answers. Plus, well, you'd have scars all over your face, too, from where they took them. Yeah, but it's so dense. Look at that chin on them. It's so dense. They could get half of those out of there. Jackson calls me the jawline king. 
And, and you and wouldn't have to shave, too. You'd kill two birds with two one birds stone. With that's one stone. That's that's so it. you're going to take that case, even though there really isn't any ground? I, there's no grounds for that case, but I'm just trying to make the world better. Thank you. you know, By getting about, the air. Yeah, it's not all about money. Getting sometimes about hair. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, the great Ed Herman, who I think is going to be hosting a show somewhere here within the next month or two. Stay tuned. Yeah, yeah look at that. Well, I certainly could. Ed, thank you in, so Ed. much, as always. Thank you. Thank you. There it is, Ed Herman with us here on TMA. We'll take a commercial break, close out the uh, 7 o'clock hour, brought to you by Munganas, St. Louis Acura and Munganas, Burkhardt, Alton, Toyota. Doug, it's 8.33. It's a perfect time to close out the 7 o'clock hour from the Michelob Ultra Studios.